0: What's up? What's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you.
1: I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag, I'm trying to give me a bad. I'm trying to give me a bad.
0: I'm trying to give me a bad. What's up, what's up my fly folks out bad. there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing alright Welcome to FY Fly the Podcast, my name is Hassan Thomas aka CEO Sonny And I'm here with my bro, Remy G, what's up man?
1: Yeah all right now man, we blessed, we locked in, let's get it Big
0: facts, big facts, here at FY Fly man, we like to start the show off with a meaningful quote about money Y'all know this is a show about financial literacy, and financial literacy at its simplest is understanding not only how to budget your money, but being able to save and grow your money effectively and efficiently. We want you all to feel comfortable about listening to people talk about money, but most importantly, feeling comfortable enough to talk about money and finances yourself. So the quote I have for y'all today is by Dave Ramsey. A budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. With that being said, we are talking about budgeting today. What is budgeting? Why is it important? And how to make a budget all right let's get active you know it's crazy bro i honestly been budgeting and planning my whole life without even realizing my mom told me this story how when i was 12 we were going on a train ride to florida and it was going to take 26 hours but before that crazy long train ride my mom told me i literally sat there before the trip and allocated my time between my game man i think at the time i had a psp and a portable dvd player <laughs> I was going to make sure my time was fully occupied for them 26 hours of Florida, bro. No cap. You know, so i always been a type to have a plan, even as a youngin'. So budgeting my money came natural to me. With that being said, a budget is a plan. And just like any other plan that you make, you need to prepare for it.
1: Hey, now you know what Big Gay said? Proper preparation prevents poor performance. And that's the real big speaker.
0: Big facts, bro. You know, like I was saying, a budget is simply an action plan. A budget is the blueprint to efficiently allocating your money. Having a clear-cut budget that works for you is key to effective money management.
1: Exactly. It's important that this budget plan accommodates you. Not everyone's in the same tax bracket, so finding a budget that works for you specifically is key. T.I. said it best. It ain't tricking if you got it. You just better have it.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. You just got to find your own lane and stay in it. So if it doesn't benefit you in any way, don't worry about it. You know, budgeting is so critical, bro, because it shows that you value your money by giving it direction and not letting it burn a hole in your pocket like the older folks be saying. Budgeting is not just an issue for people that aren't making a lot of money, but for people who are making a lot of money as well. A lot of us are living paycheck to paycheck regardless of the level of income we're making.
1: What you mean regardless of the level of income?
0: I'm telling you, bro. Whether somebody's making $3,000 a month or $300 a month, they can still be in the same boat living from paycheck to paycheck if they're not making wise financial decisions. AG, man, why you think tracking your expenses is such an important factor to budgeting?
1: Tracking your expenses is important because it allows you to be conscious of the money coming in and going out. Just as San said, it allows you to eliminate bad spending habits. This is an important step on the road to financial freedom because knowing and being fully aware of your finances is half the game in itself.
0: Nah, for real. Knowing you can count on a certain amount of money going into a reoccurring investment, that's going to pay off much more than investing money sporadically over the years. So how do you start making a budget? Well, you can first start by downloading FYFly, the app coming soon, which will feature a live budgeting tool that is 100% customizable. As we said, finding what works for you and having a budget that is true to you and no one else is key. And then once you have done that, it is as simple as listing all your sources of income, all your expenses, and subtracting those to find out what your spendable income is. And spendable income is what you have left over after accounting for your expenses. So what exactly are expenses? want to take this away g-man
1: yes sir i got you so there are three types of expenses you should be aware of fixed expenses saving expenses and variable costs fixed expenses are expenses that do not change
0: yeah like rent y'all know that rent due first of the month just like bone with the hook
1: so wake up wake up wake up it's the first of the month rent other expenses like utilities insurance monthly bills all fixed next are saving expenses whether it's for a big trip to florida or a new car Setting aside a portion of your check allows you to be more efficient when it comes to saving, getting you a little closer to your goal with every check. Last, but definitely not least, are variable expenses. These are everyday expenses that can be controlled. To me, these are the most important to be conscious and aware of, because if not, these expenses will quickly hurt a healthy budget and leave them pockets whimpering. I know two 2K man just came out, and that's a cool hundo.
0: Facts, man. You don't want to be at the end of the month, like, where did all my money go? I'm sure we all done asked ourselves that question before. But now we're going to take a quick break with our sponsor, Guapcoin, and be right back at you. This episode of FY Fly is being brought to you by Guapcoin. Guapcoin is a decentralized digital coin founded by people of color that can be traded between peers instantly. Guapcoin is fast, secure, and highly scalable. Now, Guapcoin is for everybody, but their primary mission is to uplift those economic communities that have been left out of the cryptocurrency revolution. For more information, visit guapcoin.org or email tevans at guapcoin.com. DM us a question at FYFly on Instagram or Facebook for your chance to win 100 Guap Coins. We will be choosing four lucky winners to receive 100 Guap Coins apiece. Stay safe, stay invested, and stay guaped up. What's up, what's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. And today we are speaking with the owner of IMU, the Intentional Money University, Miss Danielle Shirley. How you doing?
2: Oh, I'm doing great, how are you?
0: I'm doing amazing, happy to have you here.
2: I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yes ma'am, yes ma'am. So tell us a little more about you, your background, and how you got started with your business, IMU.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's it's truly an honor to be on and of course, my name is Danielle Shirley. I'm a wife and a mom of two kids, a class of 2020 graduate. So, I just graduated with my degree in business and that actually prompted me to start my company Intentional Money University. I am so incredibly passionate about teaching others financial literacy, and that is what we talk about at Intentional Money University. We go over budgeting, saving, planning for your future, and basically the basics of learning money.
0: Love it, love it, that's what we like to hear, especially (laughs) on FYI fly.
2: (laughs) That's right. (laughs)
0: Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. So what is the biggest lesson that you've learned from your personal entrepreneurship journey?
2: Wow. Some of the biggest lessons I've learned have actually been in 2020 due to, you know, the COVID pandemic and just so many life lessons that are happening right now. I think the biggest one is really to pace yourself, you know, being in this great mental space and health state, you want to pace yourself for your mind, your body, and your spirit. So I'm the type of person I get so excited about ideas, especially with business, that I'm the type of person that I want to work 24 seven. Mm-hmm. But a big takeaway that I want to share with you guys is that it's, it's truly a marathon. It's not a sprint. You got to pace yourself. You got to take it day by day, moment by moment, and also allow yourself some time for rest as well.
0: Definitely, definitely. You know, I love your business name, the Intentional Money University. You know, why is that important to be intentional with your money?
2: Well, I I picked that name actually very intentionally because (laughs) that that word kept resonating with me. I was like, what is one common trait of millionaires? What is one common trait of business owners? What is one common trait of people who are successful? Is that they are intentional. Mm -hmm. They're intentional with their spending. They're intentional with earning money. They're intentional with their giving, investing, budgeting. So it all kind of starts out with this awareness in your mind That you have to be intentional and of course we're talking about money so i thought money would be a perfect you know segue in there intentional money and Mm. i am a forever student i graduated 2020 but you know life is a very long time of learning and so what better way to you know incorporate these money lessons than intentional money university
0: facts 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 and i always (laughs) like to credit myself as being a life learner as well yeah because you can really never learn too much you can never you know stop getting better
2: yeah and exactly wise people know that they don't know it all and so being intentional about setting aside time to study Mm -hmm. and to you know enhance your craft only makes you better
0: every day i agree so what is your personal definition of a budget
2: well a budget is basically a game plan for your money You know, you have the Miami Heat, you have the Dolphins, any team, they all have a game plan for how they're going to win the game, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the exact same thing that your budget is for your money. It's a game plan for your money.
0: So what would you say the first rule of budgeting is?
2: Well, the first rule of budgeting is to truly just be honest. Now, I'm not saying that you lie to yourself, but here's what I mean by being honest, is that actually track how much you're spending. Most people truly underestimate how much they spend. And here's why, it's because they don't write it down. So little things here and there, like a quick trip to this store or a quick expense here, it really um, dr- drills down that balance in your account. And all of a sudden, you're going to be wondering, in hindsight, where did all of my money go? So the first step is really, truly be honest with yourself and get everything down on paper, gas and you know other little expenses, even small things that you enjoy.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. So how does goal setting play a major part in budgeting?
2: Well, goal setting to me is the very first part. It's so amazing because you get to dream. You get to pick out this goal that you're really looking forward to winning with your money. And it basically is that goal that you're trying to reach with your budget as your game plan, right? So, you know, you can't hit a target that you can't see. And so that's why a lot of I always refer back to athletes because I identify so much with that kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. Because you're putting in this work and you set a goal. So for example, when you're an athlete, your goal is winning, you know, the championship or winning a game even if you break the goal down a little bit smaller. And what do they do? They work backwards from that initial goal. So they say, "All right, well, to win the championship, I have to put in these many hours into practice." Same thing with your budgeting and your money goals. You can say, "If my goal is to purchase a home, What do I need to do? All right, I need $20,000, for example. Then you get to break it down backwards. So that's why I love goal setting because you know what you're trying to hit and it makes it easier for you to actually hit that.
0: So what are the first three steps to actually starting a budget? Give my listeners some actionable items that we can take right after listening to this podcast.
2: All right, the first step is to review your accounts for your transactions. So this is exactly what we were just talking about, those tiny little drips of money that escape your account. Review Mm. it for all your transactions and get a really clear picture. I want you to look at the past 30 days, possibly even 60 days to see kind of your spending habits. And then number two would be to make a zero-based budget. This is my favorite type of budget. It's called a zero-based budget, and here's why. All of your expenses, so your bills, your credit cards, gas, going out to eat, clothing, I mean everything under the sun that you spend money on. And then at the end of that budget, everything should total zero. So here's an example. If you have, let's say, $200 left over after you've accounted for all of your bills, all of your expenses, well, you have to put those $200 somewhere or else it's going to disappear. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by uh, zero-based budget, is that $200 extra that is left over after you've accounted for everything, assign that a task, assign that a name. Maybe you're going to put that towards, you know, rolling it over for your next month savings or something like that. But every single dollar should have a name. Now the third takeaway is you need to analyze, okay, after you do a budget, you're gonna realize, okay, do I have one of two problems? I either have a I don't make enough money problem or I spend too much money problem. Mm Now. For each person, it's going to be very different. So after doing your budget, actually doing your budget is the only way you're going to really figure that out. So those are my three action items. So review your accounts for your transactions, then get on a zero-based budget, then analyze whether or not you're making enough or you spend too much. those are two problems that are easy fixes, but you have to recognize them. If you don't make enough, now's the perfect time to either get a second job or do a side hustle or sell mm-hmm. some products online. There's so many ways to make extra money. And if you spend too much, then getting on that budget is really going to help you cut those expenses.
0: So with that zero based budget, should we be budgeting in, you know, like fun expenses and things like that? How do we how do we balance that out?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you definitely want to leave yourself some room for fun, for you know going out, for clothing, for things that you do enjoy. But here's here's the catch to that, right? Some people have way too much fun in their budget mm-hmm. <laughs> or some people have or some people have way too much unaccounted for transactions in, in their budget, right? So let's say for example, I go to Starbucks every day, but I don't put that in my budget then at the end of the week, I'm gonna wonder, okay, why is $50 missing from my budget? So I definitely don't want you to be deprived, but you know, you wanna make sure you account for it. So let's say you go out with your friends every weekend and you spend $200. If that's in your budget and it fits, good. If that goes towards your goals, good. If you're you know, sky high in debt and you want to pay off your debt faster, then maybe consider cutting that down If you're spending two hundred dollars on a good night out, maybe cut it down to a hundred or maybe cut it down to match your goals. So it's kind of like this this idea that it's not one size fits all. You know, I think everybody who has different goals would would want to work their budget in a different way.
0: Makes sense. Makes Mm -hmm. sense. (laughs) So should we be budgeting money that we don't have yet? So say for example, I know I'm gonna get paid four hundred and fifty dollars at the end of the month. Should I budget what I have currently? or what's to come as well?
2: So I look at it two different ways. I budget before I get the money for my employment. So for my, my regular job, I will budget before I get the money. And here's why. You know, when you're on a normal employment, you normally get your paycheck and it's about the same every two weeks or how often you get paid every month or whatnot. So I budget the money before I get it so that I can tell the money where to go. Now, you definitely don't want to budget after the fact because the money's already gone. You mm-hmm. want to have a plan for your money, just like with the athletes, you plan how you're gonna perform before game day. Then you're gonna plan how you're gonna perform when that championship comes, right? So that's what I do. I always plan for the money before I get it. Now, there's a twist to that. Things that are not 100% certain Like for example, when people budget their income tax return or things that they're not sure that they're going to get. So let's say you're guessing that you're going to get a $3,000 income tax return and you haven't filed for your taxes yet. Or I notice a lot of people tend to do that. They budget for things that they're not sure if they're going to get or not. Now I don't do that. I don't budget for money that I'm not sure that I'm going to get. Here's why. You create this emotion in your head that you can spend that money. And God forbid something happens and you don't get that money, then you're putting yourself in, into a bind. So mm. I like to plan for money before I get it, except for when, you know, that money is not certain. I just forget it. I pretend like it's not coming in. And when I know it's certain or it actually hits my account, then I can budget for that accordingly.
0: Okay. So budget according to what you're getting and what's coming in, what's going out.
2: Right. Exactly.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So how should we be managing the relationship of paying down debt and saving money?
2: Well, debt really truly robs you of your ability to build wealth. Debt comes with, you know, uh, Debt comes with so much fees. Debt comes with interest. And it's also a very emotional thing to be in debt, right? Because sometimes you have to determine what kind of debt are you in. Do you have student loans? Do you have car payments? Do you have credit cards? Some people get into credit card debt and it's a very habitual thing for them. So either it's like, we, like we're like we going back, right? We talked about earlier do i have a spend too much problem so is is it that type of debt or is it you know you went to a fantastic college or you know analyze really how what type of debt you have and so what i really love to see is when people want to attack their debt right so they want to save money and they want to attack their debt if you're happy having debt i don't know if i can help you <laughs> but i would say number 1 how do you manage that relationship you have debt but you want to save money First and foremost, my number one tip, okay, this is super important. My number one tip to managing that is Mm -hmm. you wanna get a $1,000 emergency fund. Okay. $1,000 emergency fund just until you get out of debt once you get out of debt you can increase that emergency fund but here's why because let's say you're at your you're fired up you're excited you want to get out of debt and you're like all right i'm going to do this and then the next day you get a flat tire and then your radiator breaks and then you know life comes crashing down your tooth chips and you know it seems like this snowball effect of terrible things emergencies mm-hmm. with that $1000 emergency fund you can cover most small emergencies with that one thousand dollar emergency fund because if you don't have it guess what you're going to be more likely to go into debt for those emergencies so we want to avoid that so that is my my first goal try to save up that one thousand dollars as quickly and as fast as you can after you get that one thousand dollar emergency fund i want you to throw every single dollar extra from your budget that we just talked about into paying off of your debt, because that's truly robbing your ability to build wealth is by having debt.
0: So after doing some of my research, I found that one third of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. What's some of your advice for folks living paycheck to paycheck right now?
2: It, it really does make me very sad when I hear that. And trust me, I was there as well. You know, I had this terrible habit of living paycheck to paycheck. And what I will say is that I feel like it's a habit. It truly is a habit. Um, of living without a budget, you know, and living without sort of, you know, these goals that will take you out of that habit of living paycheck to paycheck, you know, not being able to set aside money. So remember, I I was there too, so (laughs) I know the feeling. So you have to realize when you're doing your budget, the two things that we talked about, whether you don't make enough or you're spending too much. So to get out of that paycheck to paycheck habit, you have to first take into account all right, am I not making enough? Is that why I'm you know, living paycheck to paycheck? Or am I spending too much, which leads me to live paycheck to paycheck? So to get out of that, I would 100% say to work on that mindset. Work on saying, all right, enough is enough. I'm getting on a written budget and I'm really going to stick with it. And I'm going to analyze my situation. You know, do I have debt? Do I overspend? What can I do? Can I work overtime at my job? And really promise yourself that you are going to get out of that habit. I think that acknowledging that, like you said, really helps to kickstart that.
0: Definitely, definitely. That self-actualization is so, so critical.
2: Absolutely. You have it
0: spot on. So should we, should we actually be having a weekly budget or a monthly budget? What do you suggest?
2: You can do whatever works best for you. I used to get paid twice a month, and then I had a job that paid me once every week. I do an overall monthly budget is how I like to do it. And then every single week I revisit it, and I do a weekly budget. So if that's how often I get paid, I plan my paycheck before I get it, and I do it every week which goes along with my monthly budget. Now, people ask me what, you know, what's the best way? And I always say 100% of the time, the best way is the way that's going to work best for you. So it's Mm. not one size fits all, it's whatever you're going to stick with and be committed to doing every single week or every single
0: month. So how do you personally deal with surprise expenses that come out of nowhere?
2: Yeah, life is full of these surprises, and 2020 has really taught us that. Um, Emergency fund, that's how I deal with it. Emergency fund. Surprise expenses, emergency expenses. Having that buffer in your paycheck and hopefully not living paycheck to paycheck will help you with surprise expenses, emergency expenses. But remember, if you have an emergency that comes up, you pay for that emergency. After the emergency is over, you go back and build up that emergency fund again to $1,000. You don't want to deplete it and then leave it at, let's say, $500. No, you want to bring it right back up to that $1,000 cushion.
0: Okay, I'm definitely glad you touched on that because a lot of people haven't heard that before. So that's great. So how important is it to have a budget that's actually true to you? That's one of the main factors I wanted to focus on in my app with my live budgeting tool was actually allowing people to create a budget that was 100% editable and true to them.
2: I am so excited that you're coming up with that and I can't wait for the app to launch. I'm gonna be following you and I'm so excited (laughs) for that app. I'm definitely gonna download it, but it is so critical to have a budget that's true to you. I mean, Apple, Apple has a budget Coca-Cola has a budget, you know, Publix, Walmart, they all have budgets. And Apple doesn't budget Walmart's money. Walmart doesn't budget CVS's money. So it has to be true and unique to you. And so that's why whenever, yeah, whenever I get, you know, questions that ask me, okay, well, I want to do it exactly like how you do it. Okay, I can give you the overall guide, but if you're not going to follow it, or if you're not going to use it, or if it's not true to you and accurate to you, It's doing you a disservice. So that's why I love what you're coming up with. It's editable. It's customized. It's true to you. Those are the keys. Those are the most important things. And I'm so glad you're coming up with it.
0: I really appreciate it. So how often should we be checking our finances? I know most of us wake up and check the news, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So should we be checking our budgets the same way?
2: Oh, yes, we should actually be checking our finances more than we check on those things because Mm -hmm. you know that is like one of the ultimate time drainers, and time is our most valuable asset. Time is our most valuable asset, and so if you're really dedicated and focused and committed on something, let's say, let's go back to the sports example, (laughs) let's say you're focused and committed on winning that championship. I promise you, Kobe, LeBron, all of those people are not spending four hours on social media checking on other people's business. They're focused on their business. They're in the gym, they're on the court, they're doing all of these things. And so I treat my finances that way as well. I use my extra spare time to do fun things like social media or watch videos that I like, but definitely check on those finances every day. You know, I wanna make sure that there's nothing I'm missing. And plus, One of the really great things that I love about checking on my finances every day is that it helps to prevent identity theft. So if somebody's hacking into your bank account or there's a transaction that wasn't authorized or somebody ran your card three times instead of one, it's easier for you to catch it if you check your finances every day. That's why I do it. If it's overwhelming for some people and they don't like to check it every day, check it every other day, but make sure that you go through each transaction and you know what's going on.
0: So can you give us some positive money habits that you do yourself?
2: Oh yeah, I'm all about positivity. I think (laughs) the number one thing that I love to do is goal setting. Next would be to say positive affirmations. Now, I have a couple of money affirmations that I do strictly for money, kind of like I am a millionaire. Speaking it as if it already is true and speaking it into my life because that's the things that I wanna bring into my life positive affirmations for me are so incredibly important because you have to be your own hype man you have to be your own hype woman and Mm -hmm. speaking those things into existence really truly helps and my last huge positive money habit is living below my means living below my means that is another thing that circles back to the paycheck to paycheck situation you want to make sure you're living below your means that's really going to be a way to win with your money
0: okay so how do us young folks live below our means and still you know have fun and be active and do all the things that us millennials and stuff want to do
2: well i'm all about that you know i'm a millennial myself and i want to have fun i want to enjoy it but you definitely want to keep your eye on two things you want to keep your eye on the prize <laughs> i know that sounds kind of corny but it's true you got to keep your eye on the prize on the goals on the future and secondly you you have to make sure that you have that healthy balance right mm. you want to have fun you want to enjoy your life you want to enjoy the hard work you're putting in to make that money right but all of that can be documented in your budget you can have your fun play money you can have your future money you have your savings you're investing i want you to enjoy your life i definitely you work hard You make money, I want you to enjoy it, but just make sure you budget for it. I think that's one of the most important things because if you're having fun money fly out of your bank account and then you have a problem paying rent, that's a problem.
0: Yeah, that's That's, not fun.
2: (laughs) That's not fun. That's not fun at all. So, you know, moderation.
0: Definitely. So why do you believe financial literacy is so critical for young people?
2: You know, failing with your money is often a cycle it's a cycle so it's habits that we've either learned through you know society or from childhood or from different areas where we've learned some of the bad habits or just some misinformation or either no information that you've either picked up when you were young that you carry along with you into adulthood and the earlier we address maybe some money misconceptions, or just having healthy conversations about money. The earlier we can talk about those things, the better, because you will get your first job when you're young. You know, you could be 13, 14, 15, 16, getting your first job and making your first financial decisions. You know, kids are going to college at 17, 18 years old, and they're making big financial decisions at a young age. So the earlier we can really talk about the right steps to take and the wise steps to take, it's gonna set them up for a great future.
0: I completely agree. So you know, what is the best way for our listeners to become fly? And you know, by fly, I mean financially literate and invested.
2: Well, the best way for your listeners to become financially literate and invested is just to get started you know get started read books listen to podcasts just like this one watch as many videos as you possibly can never stop learning and my favorite tip on this to become fly is to get yourself a mentor reach out to someone who is successful in the area where you want to win and Mm. really hone in with that mentor because mentorship is crucial they often cut the learning curve for you so they've been where you're you want to go and they have resources and connections and a wealth of information that you can learn along the way so you know dive into education and also reach out to a mentor it's so key
0: all right so let's talk about assets and liabilities how important is it to seek out income generating assets
2: Well, one of my favorite books is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and he always says in that book is that the rich spend more money on assets and the poor spend more money on liabilities. So it is so critical for me to have income generating assets. I, I talk a lot in Intentional Money University about active versus passive income and how you wanna generate money. So let's say you have a job, you work you know, for $10 an hour or $15 an hour or whatever, then that money you're bringing in, you park it into income generating assets. So basically you're creating with your wealth, you're creating more money that can bring you more money in the future so you're taking your money and it's buying you more money i think it's so critical a lot of people don't learn this way but the moment you grasp this concept is the faster you're going to be able to multiply your money
0: so put yourself in my audience shoes you're back in high school college just graduated what are your next money moves
2: start investing asap Mm -hmm. start investing ASAP because time is truly what's going to multiply your wealth. Having your cash into investments over time is what is going to generate the hugest return on any of your investments i would say is to start investing asap (laughs) i repeat that often because it is so critical you know you have a wealth of time before you retire you have a wealth of time before you're even 40 you know that you could have your money compound interest that way another thing is to avoid debt like we talked about earlier you know debt really robs you of your ability to to build wealth and so one of the first things that Young high school or early college graduates, one of the first things they do is they buy a car. And typically, they buy cars from a lot more than they can afford because they're excited. You know, they're making their money on their own. Maybe they buy a really expensive car because they really enjoy it. But that's one of the things that. I would say the biggest debts that most college students or high school students get into is student loans and cars. So as long for as long as you can really avoid debt, I would really recommend you do so. It will truly save your life.
0: Facts, facts. (laughs) Okay, so can you tell us how important it is to have a strong mindset?
2: oh a money mindset is really key i mean it's so important to have a strong um money mindset and that's actually why i made it the first chapter of my course because people spend you know they they make a wealth of money in their lifetime and then they spend it all you know it's all in the mind because controlling money you know you can put money down on a budget you can put money down on a spreadsheet but truly if you have a poor money mindset you're going to go back into bad habits or you're going to allow emotions or society or other things to control your mind and your money so i think mindset is truly key
0: so how does mental health relate to finances
2: mental health and finances really go hand in hand you know i relate money and all things in your body together right because it's a whole picture you're a person dealing with a lot of different areas in your life you're dealing with your relationships, you're dealing with your money, you're dealing with your family, your emotions. And so mental health, you know, you're using your brain, your mind, your emotions to manage your money. And if your mind is in a negative place or you need help building up either a strong mental mindset or dealing with traumas or just having negative thoughts and emotions, or possibly even dealing with mental illness it's going to trickle in every area of your life, right? It's going to impact your relationships. It's going to impact your productivity at work. It's going to impact your money. It's going to impact your relationship with your children. And so there definitely is a you know connection between your mental state and your money. And I think that in order to win with your money, you have to address your mental state first and foremost.
0: So I know having financial struggles has a significant impact on your mental stability, but does increasing your finances automatically lead to an increase in financial stability?
2: increase to your mental absolutely not i would say that increasing your money people think okay if i make more money i will be happier that's a very Mm -hmm. common misconception right you know if i make more money i'm going to be happier but that's not always the case and here's why you know there's something called a lifestyle creep and it's basically when you increase your lifestyle to match your current salary. So let's say you're upset that your boss is only paying you $30,000 a year. Then the next day they're like, okay, well I'll pay you $40,000. You're super excited for that moment, right? And. For whatever reason you don't save that extra ten thousand dollars then what happens the next year rolls around and you're going to be miserable with what you initially want you're going to be miserable with that extra forty thousand dollar salary because instead of saving that extra ten thousand dollars or using it to meet your goals your lifestyle maybe you went out a little bit more maybe you bought a little extra clothes maybe your lifestyle crept up to the amount of your salary. So I don't think that an increase in your finances increases your mental state. I don't believe that. Now, I don't believe that in most circumstances. You know, when you're living paycheck to paycheck and money is truly a stressor for you, yes, increasing your finances will solve some problems for you that you have, but it is not automatic. You know, it's not automatically like, I'm going to make more money and I'm going to be happier.
0: (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. So let's touch on self doubt a little bit. You know, I would say even the most confident person has doubted themselves at one point or another. You know, even LeBron and Kobe have doubted themselves. So can you talk on uh, self doubt for us a little bit?
2: Absolutely. I think that a lot of people, like you said, especially, you know, um, people who are high up, we look at them with such confidence and we wonder they must always be that way. But that's not necessarily true. You know, like you said, everyone experiences self-doubt in one form or another. And I think the most important thing is kind of to address the fact like when you're in that moment and you're feeling self-doubt, say, okay, is, is this truly going to get me to my goal? Is this doubt? going to bring me further and 99% of the time it's it's a no that doubt is really just maybe some type of negative self talk that you're telling yourself that is not really true you are made for abundance you are made to win you just have to make your goal and go for it you know doubting yourself or your abilities is really not going to push you forward and so i think that the winners like you said Kobe and LeBron the winners mm-hmm. focus on not their doubt and their fear they feel the fear but then they do it anyways, they focus on activity.
0: Definitely, and like you were saying, those positive affirmations are so, so critical. Absolutely. So, you know, having the ability to bounce back as an entrepreneur is key. So tell us some of the tactics that you employ for yourself to pick yourself up when you're down.
2: Ooh, some of the tactics that I employ to pick myself up. Well, you know, like I had said earlier, I encourage people to have a mentor. So when I'm feeling down as an entrepreneur, which, you know, entrepreneurship looks really easy, but it's actually really not. You have more down times than not. You know, you go through struggles, you go through the highs and the lows. But like I was saying before, having that mentor really helps to keep you level headed. You know, I give myself a five minute pity party where, you know, I feel down on myself and then I immediately reach up. Mm. Now, I don't reach out i don't reach down you know i don't reach out to my peers and i don't reach down to someone that i can't learn from what do i do i reach up i reach up to someone who's positive i reach up to someone who's been where i'm going through i reach up to someone who has experienced the same struggles that i have and so that truly picks me up when i'm feeling down is like a good old strategy session you know that five minutes to recruit myself then i work on my next move
0: so how critical is having a positive self-esteem as an entrepreneur (laughs) honestly how critical is it having positive self-esteem in general
2: well positive self-esteem is so critical it's not easy it's truly truly not easy kind of going back to the mindset thing that you were talking about earlier is that you know you know mindset and money are so connected and also mental illness and, and, you know, picking yourself up when you're down, you know, having a positive self-esteem is not easy, but it all starts with kind of daily disciplines. So the way I like to look at it is, you know, I make a list of all the things that I'm thankful for. I make a list of all the things that I'm thankful and grateful for. And that truly helps me to put things into perspective. So, whenever I'm feeling like I have a negative self esteem, I stop myself and I say, You know what? I'm thankful for the ability to have a business. You know, I'm thankful for the ability to have air in my lungs. I'm Mm -hmm. thankful for the ability to, to make these connections that I'm making. And then See, I mean, I'm already saying it right now, the more that I say what I'm thankful for, I start to smile. I start, start to, to think, <laughs> right? I start to think, well, okay, you know, maybe my life isn't so bad. Or, you know, okay, maybe things aren't going so terrible because mm. I'm already 10 steps ahead of where I was yesterday. So, that's one of the things. It's so critical to have a positive, you know,
0: outlook. So, I have one more question for you i'm going to read you two quotes and you have to tell me which quote is more accurate in your opinion you ready yep all right all right so my first quote is money can't buy happiness and my second quote is more money more problems which one do you feel is more accurate
2: i would say that money can't buy you happiness is the most accurate and here's why i know people who make twenty thousand dollars a year who are immensely happy and i know people who are making $500,000 a year who are miserable. You know, mindset, happiness is a mindset. It truly is. Happiness is a mindset. One of the things that I noticed with all, with all of these people who generate millions of dollars is that the more money you make amplifies more of what you already are. Mm. So if you're already... A happy person within yourself. More money is just going to make you more of that. If you are a jerk making twenty thousand dollars a year, guess what? The more money you're going to make, it's not going to miraculously make you a great person. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, the more money you make amplifies more of what are, what you already are.
0: I, c- I completely agree, and I really appreciate your time, Miss Danielle. Thanks for joining us on FY Fly the Podcast. Let the audience know where to catch you. Any final words? Go ahead.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure talking to you and I'm so excited to talk to your to your your audience and you guys can catch me at danielleshirley.com. That's danielleshirley.com. I'm also on Instagram at dclassy d c l a s s e y on Instagram. I love to connect with you guys. You know, remember, get on a written budget, protect your mental space, and definitely pour into podcasts just like this. Never stop learning.
0: Big facts, big facts. Now we're going to take it back to Remy G and me for one of our favorite segments called Did You Know? Let's go. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to FYI Fly. We about to jump right into our Did You Know section. You ready, G-Man?
1: Let's get it.
0: Yes, sir. Did you know only 40% of people spend less than they earn?
1: Did you know 38% of people live paycheck to paycheck?
0: Did you know? Only 41% of people follow a budget.
1: Did you know 31% said the biggest obstacle to saving was living paycheck to paycheck?
0: Did you know 62% of women had less than $1,000 versus 53% of men?
1: Did you know 41% of millennials fear running out of cash?
0: So to wrap everything up, our goal is to leave you all with actionable and valuable information. And today's episode is no different. Budgeting is the key to controlling your life and finances. You cannot just go through the motions and think you were excelling in your financial life
1: let's be honest with ourselves think back to a time or really it could even be right now where you don't know how you're going to pay for a fixed expense and as you should know like i said earlier a fixed expense is an expense that will not change think about the feeling you had not being able to pay that light bill
0: and you couldn't pay that light bill not because you didn't make enough money it was because you didn't budget and plan your actions correctly in order to cover that bill a simple budgeting plan can save you a lot of stress and create a feeling of peace of mind and that's what I want for all of my listeners. A fool with a plan beats a genius with no plan every time. I ain't calling y'all no fools, but you dig what I'm saying. Stay safe.
1: Stay invested. And
0: stay fly. Thank you all for listening to FYI Fly, the podcast. And we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI F-L-I podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly. But don't y'all go anywhere just yet. Stay tuned. as each week here on F-Y Fly. We like to give an independent artist or producer a place to shine and gain some exposure. This week we have Runaway by d Kian Beats. Let's get it.